Hi, welcome to KNK Big Food. This is uh, Kalyan Karmakar. You're supposed okay, to say who you are. Talal. And okay, again? No, that is good enough. <laughs> so and we're doing KNK Dig Food and a very very warm welcome to episode 2 which we weren't very sure would happen because we're both incredibly lazy bumps <laughs> but, but, but there's some critical reasons why episode 2 has uh, happened because of the stupendous uh, rest, uh, response from people saying that we want an episode yes. 2 uh, strongest among them was uh, uh, Kurush and uh, my mother-in-law and they, while they haven't been seen in the same photograph, rumors that they are the same uh, is not true. And, and so that there's no discord uh, at home. Uh, even my mom uh, watched it and <laughs> liked it. But, but uh, jokes apart, thanks a lot for all the positive responses. It's a show where like uh, Kurush and I are, are co-anchors and we uh, talk about uh, food and there's a lot of banter. And, um, and also say that they learn stuff for today's show is because there was a mistake in the last show. So, you know, see. you were talking about the hamor, and I was talking about uh, white fish. Yes. Caspian whitefish is the khutum. Khutum. Ha, but you said that it's not hamor. I mean, the name uh, is... I couldn't uh, remember what it was. So, I had to uh, that. So, definitely I should make a mistake every episode. Yeah. Correct myself on the next episode. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, if people pick up the episode, uh, mistake and troll us, then... Uh, yeah, Puri, Kurush, uh, you know, last time when you were starting... Uh, you wanted to start the episode by talking about your grandmom uh, and uh, Bandra. So do you want to, I mean, that time I cut you off. So do you want to tell us about that? So, you know, I, uh, I wanted to talk about my grandmother because I spent a lot of time at her place. Um, I spent most of my vacations there. And um, there are so many things about her and her way of life, which during COVID, I have kind of stood up and realized that, uh, you know, if COVID had happened during her time, she would have been way more prepared than we are. Mm. You know, simple things like all her masalas were ground once a year in March. And then she had masalas for a little more than a year. Her ghee came once a year. She uh, wrote a postcard uh, to Belgam and she got a beautiful 15 kg tin of ghee from Belgam. Uh, she similarly wrote a postcard to Madhi and from Madhi in two reused oil dabbas, you know, the 15 kg metal cans, she would get oiled tur dal, which is very famous from there. And that would be her stock for the year and stuff like that. So she was always ready and she pickled things and she made murabbas and there was always enough in the house so that, you know, if for some reason for a month or so, you couldn't go to the market, you were good. There were lots of dal and kardanya in the house, or kator as we call it. So all of these things were stockpiled and kept. Oil was always bought in large quantities. The way we buy today is so different. And uh, meals were simpler. And they were on time. They were manically on time. I mean, I remember 8.30 breakfast meant 8.30 breakfast. If you wanted to sleep late for whatever reason, you could do without breakfast. There would be bread and there would be butter and you would have to fix this <laughs> over sandwich. Uh, 12.30 was lunch. Absolutely bang on. And I honestly think that's a ridiculously early lunch. But if my grandfather was at home, it would be a 12 o'clock lunch. So that, you know, technically it had become afternoon. It was lunchtime. He would have his lunch and leave. Hmm. And uh, the house, because of that, ran like a well-oiled machine. Uh, so my mom's side of the family, that's my grandmom and Bandra I talk about, were not very well off. I keep 
my students find it hilarious when i tell them that my great <laughs> was a in bandra <laughs> and she rented a place in bandra when her husband yeah. died and you know they came down from rawalpindi so and people say ah so what is it sir you know bandra is the most expensive real estate in the city and all that hmm. <laughs> and i tried to tell her that it's a very different bandra back then you know people in bandra actually said we are going to town no no but listen even 20 years back even 20 years back it was the place where or uh, 25 years back uh, you know people like me from outside we could afford uh, pgs over here but now no longer so in fact this town thing i must tell you i, I checked into my pg which office it arranged so the first surprise 97 was that uh, they didn't they didn't have a western loo mm-hmm. so i looked at the office admin guy and said like so he said no problem office has a western loo you come to office I said okay. Then uh, I I said that okay. Where are the movie halls where English films are shown? Because you know back then like there would be only two three movie halls. So he said that's in Bombay. No Bombay. So where am I? Where am I come to? So then I realized that Mahim upwards where there are no autos is uh, uh, Bombay. Bombay. Yeah. And it was like that. So you know, and this other thing about this whole Bombay Mumbai nonsense. Yeah. People getting all worked up about it. It was oh. Bombay in English. It was always Mumbai in Marathi and Gujarati. I mean, uh, this thing. So we used to say Kolkata in Bangla, hmm. Calcutta in English, and nowadays when I write some of my nostalgic posts about Calcutta, which is from the you know pre ninety seven time, I write Calcutta because it was Calcutta. Yeah, but at then. least you don't have maniacs going up, getting upset when you use the word Calcutta. Today the uh, word Bombay gets a lot of people horribly upset. It's no, no, but we. Bombay, it's Mumbai. No, no, no but I, I have. Ha, bolo. You tell me. So you know, so my grandmother would always say. Um, Grandpa is going to Mumbai today. Huh. I'll be like, yeah. Where do we stay? Huh? <laughs> no, we stay in Vandre. So Vandre was the. Hey, I have started writing Vandre, yeah, in my Instagram post. Good. So <laughs> it was to all the Gujaratis. It was Vandre, huh. and uh, it was Bandora to the huh. Portuguese, and it was huh. the Bandar, huh. which is actually you know where our uh, Jama Masjid is. Oh. And that was the Bandar of uh, Bandra. The is that the entry? In, is is yeah, we know the entry? Yeah, the entry. Yeah, so yeah, the Bandra yeah. port was there. That's why the area was called Bandar, the Bandar Gaon, mm. and the Portuguese called it Bandora. Ah. So hallelujah, Bandra was born. And there's a cafe Andora. I wonder if there's a cafe Andora, which has definitely got to do with the little mountain lock kingdom somewhere <laughs> in uh, Europe, uh, which is uh, <laughs> a state on its own right somewhere. I think the I think the signboard painter did a typo and forgot to put the B. Possible. <laughs> Possible. Worst things have happened, but uh, you know, Kajan. Uh, Bandra was made up of some sixteen, eighteen villages, depending on who you want to count. Mm. I mean, I mean, that's just Bandra, you know, just a small suburb. Mm. And uh, it's difficult to believe today, but you know, there'd be a village, and there'd be like ten or twelve rice paddies in between, and then we'd be the next village. So Sholi Rajan was one village, Chuim was one village, Vadodara mm. was another village, Vadodara, sorry, Mendora mm. uh, was one village, so on and mm. so forth. So it was a very different place, and there'd be something at tea time in the evenings. That yes. was a very passy thing, you know. So it's one of the things I love about being married into a Bengali family. Chai shange ta, <laughs> and the whole jol khabar thing, which is all about this. And uh, on my dad's side of the family, uh, I didn't have a grandmother. She died before oh, my parents yeah. were married. And uh, her sister lived in Nonavala, and she kept the old Parsi flag flying very high, even higher than my grandmother. So yeah. every day there would be something at tea time, and, tea time, was, uh, and tea time was about three thirty, three forty-five, 
they were retired old couple with their daughter and uh, old gentleman's brother, one of my dad's mamas who lived with them. Sorry, uh, her her brother who lived with them, one of my dad's mamas, and they would she would always have something ready for tea snacks. Like date and walnut cake. Huh. There would be these little bhakras that we make, which are like deep fried huh. cookies. The Gujarati there bhakras. Be, uh, there would be the small banana fritters that we make, huh. uh, called karkarya. Once in a while, she would make these very interesting things, which are Dutch inspired. You know, huh. very few people know that the appam patra with the little hemispherical depressions was actually brought to India by the Dutch. It's a profaye pan or an evil skewer pan. Oh. So, uh, yeah, and all over the coast, people use it because they were in contact with the Dutch. It goes all the way to Singapore, Hong Kong. You will find it in Macau. You will find it in Tokyo. The uh, takoyaki that they make is basically... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so so I, I remember when I had the takoyaki at Osaka, I said, this is of Napaniyaram of, uh, you know... <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so, so uh, in, uh, wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I, at this point, I need to sort of uh, thing you know the thing is that um, uh, if you if you talk with Kurush it's a bit like uh, you know the leg spinner Chandrasekhar that you never know where the ball's going to land and where it's going to go but but since he's brought onto the subject of snacks we'll talk about that uh, if you don't know who Chandrasekhar is and you only know like Ashwin or or all of that then you need to Google that but but you might not also be old enough for this podcast in which case please get your parents, quickly go and get your parents uh, consent. And last time we had uh, Loaf joining us, today Ninki is joining us. <laughs> so, so uh, yes, yeah. so, so Jalkhabar or snacks is um, what we're going to talk about. And I, I love uh, the fact that Purush, you were telling me about your childhood experiences. Now tell me a bit, um, uh, so you, you told me about what was at home, right? Uh, what would, um, you know, kids in Bombay or teens and all of that uh, snack on outside of home okay so uh, genuinely is it, is it a vara pao so genuinely snacking outside was seriously frowned upon which was one of the main reasons you wanted to do it you know but you are from you're, you're from the 70s right i mean it's not the 1800s or something like i grew up in the 80s i was born in 70s no so, no but never that didn't stop parents from doing that you know but not eating uh, outside also uh, uh, cash money was mm. difficult to get as a kid mm. unless you had a dadu you know a grandfather Mm-hmm. So my grandfather was the guy who kept me in loose change mm-hmm. through my early years in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think my mom or dad ever gave me pocket money till I was in college. Mm-hmm. I started getting pocket money only when I went to college and said, look, dad, I need to have some money on me type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a different story for a different day. But mm-hmm. uh, so my first street food as such was samosa. And right outside the St. Xavier's High School gate, mm-hmm. there used to be a samosa wala would come. He would uh-huh. have this wicker damru like uh, stand uh-huh. and yeah. a, a large thali with a kappa uh-huh. over it. And uh-huh. he'd come with the thali on his head and uh-huh. he'd stand under the armpit, put it down, put the thali on it, and he'd uh-huh. be there bang on break time. Uh-huh. So uh, we would go to buy samosas. Is this and near Xavier's College? School is near college? around the corner from Xavier's College. Towards okay, the so. market. So the metro area, metro cinema. Ah, so just one building between uh, the corner and school. Hmm. And uh, uh, he had Punjabi samosas. Ha, so not, the conical, no, so not the flat ones. No, but the, these are flat conical ones. So like the Very A1, funny. like the A1 uh, theater. Uh, quite like the A1 guys. So Sindhi Punjabi. Flatter, so. 
even uh, flatter than the A1 guys. Uh, and uh, they were filled with potato, salt, and a little bit of red chili. Uh, there was nothing else in them. And no. they were served with this orange kaddu sauce. Mm. Okay. And they were normally quite warm by the time they came to us. They were never hot. Mm. Okay. And they were 15 paise each and 25 paise for two. So what you did was you cut a deal with a friend that today I'll buy two, tomorrow <laughs> you buy two. Because you know that 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 entire logic of 15 paise one, but 25 paise for two, but the patch paisa bach gaya na. So we got to eat it every day. Yeah. And uh, there was this guy called Patla Babu next to him. Huh. Huh. So Patla Babu, because there was also Mota Babu who was sometimes there and sometimes not there. Huh. Uh, Mota Babu sold uh, uh, all the most bizarre fruit. Huh. He had beer. He would have uh, Mayrobala. Beer is uh, cool in Bengali. Uh, he would After have Mayrobala, which is your, uh, not gooseberry, Kabuto uh, school. Aula in season. Amla. Amla. He, would, he would have uh, a kind of uh, imli. Uh, okay. Then he would have cut green mangoes. I have a theory that the girls used to go more for the pickles than the guys. If, if you so these were not pickles. These were all raw. Huh. And he would put this chili salt powder on it. Huh. And serve it. So Motababu oh. was a seasonal guy. Once in a while he brought beautiful green anise. You know, little bundles of green anise stuffed. Hmm. And you'd buy them and you'd keep picking them and uh. through them through class. And those were yum. And mm. for the, you could get 10 paisa or even 5 paisa if you didn't have much money. Yes. And uh, by the way, they were damn good. Huh? They would give you that. They knew the kids would come back. and would for <laughs> So Patla Babu had a little uh, cupboard-like thingy, like a suitcase, which would open up. So there'd be two sides to it, L-shaped. And it'd be tied to the wall of the school. Yeah. The grill of the school. And he had the fancier stuff. Uh, Jiragoli and uh, mint sweets and boiled sweets and phantom cigarettes. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Cigarettes. <laughs> oh, God. But the samosa wala was my go-to man because according to me, that was the filling stuff. Yeah. Then there was an ice cream guy who came with this large square cart with three tiny wheels uh, which kind of permanently wobbled over the pavement. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. And he had this big, deep, cavernous ice cream, uh, stainless steel ice cream thing, or uh, metal ice cream thing. And he'd reach it with a flat spoon uh, and he'd give you cones that were this big. So not quality and all. Just, 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 just. <laughs> totally local guy. And he would have two flavors side by side. And then this is not also the Mewar ice cream no, thing. No, no, this is... is way before Mewar and all of them. But I love Mewar ice cream. And there'd be a pink ice cream. And you could have pistan strawberry. Yes, they, they tasted the same, and they tasted neither of pista nor of strawberry. Okay, but you could have green, or you could have uh, pink, or you could have mix. Okay, so he would quickly scoop it out, put it on this little cone, and give it to you. He also had bigger cones. So this was a ten piece cone, but you got about one teaspoon of ice cream in that. There was also a bigger cone for fifty paise, but one never had the courage. To put on 50 paise for ice cream. I mean, that was like <laughs> highway robbery. I had my first Wada Pao when I was, I think, nine or ten years old. Ten years old I was. I joined the scouts hmm. and I was allowed to take the bus by myself. Okay. Come home. Yeah, yeah. On Sundays. And uh, by the way, in the next year, I was allowed to take the bus every day. But, uh, and I had to fight for half ticket, which was 10 <laughs> paisa, because I was big and fat and the conductor refused to believe. <laughs> that I was a half ticket guy. Yeah. So um, 
in any case, the first vada pav that I had was with one of my seniors who lived very close to my home, and my grandfather put him in a word to him and said, you know, after scouts, if you are there with him, come back with him. So then, what we would do was we would save our bus money and eat <laughs> something on the way, mm. and we would eat twenty five paise vada pavs. So luckily, I would be given. Uh, so twenty paise was what I should have been given in the morning uh, to catch my bus, but uh, my grandfather would always give me a fifty paise. <laughs> so I had go by ten paise and had a forty paise on the way back home. Profit. And I would have one vada pav for twenty five paise, and I would keep my fifteen paise change banked against later. I mean, for I, the samosa. Yeah, for the samosa. <laughs> So, so, I mean, that's a maths of a different level. Twenty-five by say vada pav. It's so difficult to believe. I mean, I don't believe it today. It's a fifteen rupee vada pav. But you know, the first vada pav I had at ninety-seven must have been about a rupee. So uh, in Bombay, so it, it. I mean, it didn't inflate that much, like four times. But so, now, so if you see fifteen into, one, but fifteen is fifteen times of one rupee, right? Yeah. While one rupee was four times of twenty-five paisa, so like what I'm saying is that I don't know if you're talking of the seventies and I came in in uh, you know in nineties, so that's whatever almost thirty years. Seventies. Huh. So so in about twenty years, it went up four times, and then in the next twenty years after I came to Bombay and have nothing to do with these guys, the prices <laughs> of Arapa went up by fifteen rupees, uh, fifteen times. <laughs> but. <laughs> but uh, is it true that uh, batata uh, the vada pav was not really there earlier like batata vadas used to be made but this vada pav put uh, together by the so, sashok i mean uh, number one I mean, the batata vada only happened thanks to the portuguese hmm. and more thanks to the british you, who were you often introduce uh, vada pav in your talks as a portuguese snack Completely. i i use that in my food walk I, I credit you to it, but uh, okay, okay. Uh, you, so chilies the Portuguese brought, potatoes yes. the Portuguese brought, groundnuts to uh, make the chutney the Portuguese brought, groundnuts for the oil the Portuguese brought, uh, bloody pau the Portuguese brought with them. You know mm. the word pau is a Portuguese word for bread. Mm. And by the way, guys, if you go to Southeast Asia, the word pau is the same as pau. That's why most of them can't say pau; they say pau instead. So yeah. the pau is also thanks to the Portuguese. Mm. And uh, the fun part is. That uh, vadas started being made quite early, and the British yeah. were very proactive about the potato. You know, yeah. the British used it to feed their army and to feed themselves, and they loved the potato. Hmm. So they encouraged it much more than the Portuguese ever did. And uh, the vada was around, and there was this very famous guy called Prakash when I was in college, on the other side of Dadar, you know, in Dadar East. Sorry, in Dadar that, West. And uh, that, that's that's where my office was, Tulsi Pipe Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. building. So you know, if you're going over the bridge at Dadar and you go down the steps on the left-hand side, opposite mm. Plaza, then you come to Prakash. So Prakash did vadas, and they didn't do vada pavs. So we horrible, nasty boys would go there and ask for a plate of vadas, and then after taking the plate from this old man who used to serve at the counter, we said, "Are where are the pavs?" And then he hurled the choicest Marathi invectives at you, you know? <laughs> and we do it just for that to hear him because he had such amazing repertoire. And he regularly. But, but, but Prakash, which is at Shivaji Park now, hmm. the, they also don't do pows, right? Prakash, they also don't do. They give you the batata vada by itself. So the it seems an apocryphal legend, but uh. it's very, very, it's very, very uh, plausible. And uh, there is a lot of other. Well, you, ultimately, all of it is hearsay in the food business. 
जगलिंग so nobody credits the poor guy who was responsible for having the goods but next to ashok was a omelet wala ah and he sold omelet with bread omelet pa so one day in a completely inspired moment ashok oyder reached out bummed a ladi of palm of that fellow put his vada into the palm and said you now you can hold it and i'm pretty sure ashok oyder hadn't seen an archie's comics where he'd no, seen no, the burgers no, 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 no. and pop tarts and all that Nothing this right. is what we did while growing up Yes. So you know, and the vada pav was born. So the yeah. fun part of the vada pav being born, no, is not just the vada pav. Originally, yeah. vada was served with mirchi, which was fresh fried green chilies on with salt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love salt. that. Yes. Yeah, I still like those guys, and only those guys. But and it's not very tikka. No. And it's not very tikka. You can the pofti mirchi that is used, like green chili. But once the pav came in, the pav can absorb and hold a lot of stuff. So of course uh, the dry red chutney came along. Yeah, yeah. Then now everybody is doing dry chutney. Red chutney. What's my USP? So I put in some green chutney. Ah, the all that I don't like. Then there is sweet chutney. Then there is red lasun chutney. So I remember when I was doing my, I was in my twelfth, mm-hmm. and we were doing this play, a Gujarati play for the Copwood Trophy. We actually won, and uh, every. day towards the end the last 10 days or so the director would call for vada pav so the cast because we'd be practicing late into the evening hmm. okay and it was a bloody one act play with 35 of us in it and yeah. i had a triple role <laughs> on flash in the pan roles but i had a triple role i spent most of my time in makeup but hmm. whatever so uh, those vada pavs came from somewhere in kalba devi they were bigger so they were you know the in those days what was called the 20 paise pav okay. not the 10 paise pav that the vada pav was used it was a mm. bigger vada and it had three kinds of chutney and dry chutney and green chilli sent uh, which i thought was maximum overload because you couldn't taste the vada no so i always and guys this is uh, this is the one important thing you learn from this episode if you're having a vada pav in mumbai only green chilli at the most the red plus and chutney Absolutely. and 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 make sure it's a bit cool before you put it in your uh, mouth And and uh, then in Pune they make fun of the Bombay batata uh, varas because in Pune they make it slightly flatter so they they said the whole pav is covered but anyway if you smash it like <laughs> see but the fun is smashing a hot vada yeah the yeah. steam come out of it as you press the pav you know but they don't believe in fun in Pune do they no they are Pune <laughs> very proper about everything but okay now it's the uh, Joshi vade wale now uh, of course is all over Pune uh, he's like a rash. Uh-huh. and all of us old timers believe that he is not as good but uh-huh. at one time joshi and bharti who were next to each other on two sides of a building you know entrance we used to drive down long distances mm. so if somebody was going there okay would be told are bada pav leke aa and then they would be mere ko do mangta hai mere ko char mangta hai you know and then they would say paisa nikal now now garden vada pav is the sort of flavor of the month garden vada pav is big joshi vada vade wale is all joshi vade wale is Man stood for uh, office. He uh, stood for elections. 
Every single Thursday, we, I was in Xavier, so Thursday was home. Uh, uh, and my mother didn't know what to do with me in the middle of the week. So my grandfather would take me out for a movie on Thursdays. And uh, New Empire, New Excelsior, uh, Sterling, uh, Strand, Metro, yeah. Regal. These were all English movie theaters. Uh, yeah, so that's, a, that's what I meant. Yeah. We went to all of these. And they had kids' movies, usually yeah. in the morning shows and things like that, you know. Yeah. So I saw all the Johnny Ismuller Tarzan movies. All the Ten best. Commandments. Yes, yes. Ten, Ten Commandments, Commandments came every two years. Sound of Music. Ben Hur, every two years. <laughs> yes. Every single summer we saw Hatani with John Wayne. And, you know, I didn't know John Wayne was a cowboy movie star till much later. Uh, I thought John Wayne was only famous for his role in Hatari. And that's uh, a really old John Wayne. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 there are fun things like this, you know. They'd have these... Uh, uh, Zorro festival. Yes. So all so there were some three Zorro movies and they would be shown back to back. And they would have a, a what's he's called? A 007 festival. I still remember at Strand and stuff like that. So they were great fun. And in those theaters, uh, every theater had a snack it was famous for. But yeah. almost every single theater had samosas from A1. Yes, the A1 samosas. A1 samosas were sold in every single <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, the Guru Kripa ones. Oh God, one had to be really, really good. Uh, and then one could score samosas. Unless and the fun were, of that samosa was it wasn't the crust. Because by oh, the time yes. you reach you, the aloo would be like khatta and you don't know when it was made. Uh, well, it was but the crust. Was yesterday's samosa. But the, but the crust, <laughs> the, the maida crust. Yeah, yeah, that's so, beautiful maida crust. Yeah. And to think of it, it's refugees who made it happen. The Sindhis of Guru Kripa. Yeah. I, I, I order it sometimes now from uh, Swiggy. Okay, now I'm going to sort of take us a bit to, and, and I love the A1 samosas. I, uh, one last it's absolutely. Thing. One last Bolo. Thing. Yes. But if you went to Sterling, huh. Sterling RTI. had the entire RTI range yeah. sandwiches and bigger samosas for the same price. So you had to, you know, Dharam Sankar, did you buy a chicken <laughs> sandwich or yeah. did you buy a, a RTI samosa packet with two samosas in it. Now, all the other theaters had really bad vegetable sandwiches, which were terrible, uh, thin, uh, soggy, yeah. and no fun. But the chicken uh, samosas at the RTI stall. Uh, and uh, yeah, it used to be quite a bit of a dharam sankat back in those days. So when Kainaz and I were dating and we'd go to Sterling, uh, she would have the nutty finger. And she ah. was just in love with that. And I think Asiatic, maybe you would get it. There was an RTI counter. And I would go for the lemon tart. And uh, then we'd go for the samosas. I, I, I'm not sure if they were RTI or uh, this thing. And and then came in the softies, I think, just oh. before I came to Bombay. And I remember I had my first softie at Regal. You know, so the softie Regal machine. Regal softies forever. Forever. I was a kid, I'm talking about 97, 98. Yeah, Regal and sometimes the softie was a little too soft. As it kind of just sank into your cone. Okay. But uh, Regal was the first place that I knew which uh. had softies. I think and I was watching was Face Off. One rupee. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah, a kid yeah. and it was a very big thing. One rupee <laughs> investment on a... You know, if you were going under your own steam for a movie, you didn't have any snacks. Because you couldn't afford them. Yeah. So uh, now I'll switch a bit. In fact, you know, this bit about two of you sharing a samosa. So when I moved into Mom, uh, Bombay and uh, in IMRB, so there was this lady 
Mrs. Bhalla or whoever, uh, who, whose um, dabbas which uh, we used to subscribe to. And the dabbas are normally, you know, there was enough food for two. So two of us would subscribe to it and maybe call for extra rotis and uh, all that. So, um, you know, I was thinking of like, um, you know, food when we were growing up in Calcutta street food. And I had a bit more exposure to it because my mom was working. So so by the time she'd get back from uh, work, uh, college in Howrah, it would be seven, eight or whatever. So my grandparents would get my brother back from the crash and I would be in, uh, I was in afternoon school by then. So I would get back at four o'clock and she'd leave me some money uh, to buy a snack. So, uh, you know, when you talk of rolls in, in Calcutta, first of all, everyone talks of kathi rolls, you know, but but if you're from Calcutta, you don't say kathi roll. Though Preetha Sen tells me that in the 60s, uh, when they were in college, then, uh, you know, uh, if they would go to Nizam and all that, they would not even say roll. They would say kati or kebab, and the kebab would come in uh, rolls, you know. Uh, so that's that was the terminology then. By the time I was uh, sort of growing up, which was in Calcutta in the 80s and 90s, it was rolls, like mutton, chicken, uh, egg. Now, um, there are often this big thing that, you know, Calcutta roll is, you know, different. It's in a kebab and there's no sauce and different from a Frankie and stuff like that. But what people don't realize is that there are two very different role cultures in, in uh, uh, Calcutta. So one is what you get in central Calcutta, which are uh, the Muslim restaurants, and which is where it initially started. So the biryani places, and the places like Nizam, where it was said to have been invented, and Zishan, and all of that. So where it would be a paratha, there would be mutton from a kebab, nimbu, onion, uh, michi, chopped michi, and uh, all of that. But um, any pudinalis? Uh, uh, no, 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 Putina. no, Putina, unless it's a five star hotel oh. where they, they have no idea what happens outside <laughs> the gates. <laughs> they, they'll put in Pudina and, uh, you know, an, um, um, uh, onion on top of the. So, I mean, they could be Pudina chutney served with the kebab separately, but not in a roll. But not in a roll. So, roll was not in a, roll. a dry affair. Absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, just as, uh, I mean, the theory is that Varapao. Uh, sort of gave employment to uh, unemployed Maharashtrian youth and all the Varapao sort of spread uh, this thing. So um, in the 70s and 80s, like the, the roll shops uh, spread across uh, Calcutta. And and uh, again, it was like manned by young young folks, uh, you know, who are without unemployment and, and, and stuff. So every para, which is every locality, every mohalla had a roll shop. And, and that is something which the parents would trust. So my mom trusted a roll shop, which is just down uh, our house. Uh, it was, I mean, almost like, uh, you know, where our complex ended outside. Where did you stay then? Uh, we stayed in Bazdoni in uh, Taligans, which now I believe everyone knows at that time, no one did. So, <laughs> you know, so there were two brothers so, uh, who worked uh, in an office canteen and they came back and they opened it at 4, 4.30. And uh, so I would come back from school. I was... Uh, go home, change uh, this thing, and I'd come out with my one rupee fifty or whatever, and I'd place my order for the egg roll, and and that's the thing that you know, you, while we all talk of mutton and chicken, and in fact, uh, you know, you're told not to have mutton because you didn't know if it was dog meat or whatnot before chicken, but the fact is that on a regular basis, egg roll is what people used to have in the in the in the seventies, eighties, or even nineties. I mean, mutton also, no? Yes, yes, yes. So so it was affordable. And they would, uh, you know, I would be uh, there and they would start, you know, with the one guy with the paraffin thing would be setting up the stuff. The other guy would be slicing, uh, you know, onion, this thing. And then he would take, they would take this lump of dalla and put it on the pan and it would become oil. 
and and one guy would be making dough and i would be like and then finally they would flatten it and i would be like nimki when i'm taking the wet food uh, can out and and then you know break the egg on it and uh, stuff onion sometimes there'll be cucumber in fact my first egg roll had potato also in it in dakuya then nimbu then red sauce which we thought was tomato then uh, yellowish sauce which is not as chili roll it up and have it and if they did chicken or uh, mutton very few customers there would be these two stainless steel plates which would have chicken uh, kosha and mutton kosha so not kebabs and and it would be like uh, you know uh, this thing and and then later when they started making chow mein in the, in the late 90s that same kosha went into the chicken chow mein mutton chow mein but so so that's the thing i mean chow mein you know you know that's the thing about calcutta that there's so many you know that's the problem with branding so like roll calcutta kaki roll mutton this thing but that is not the role we grew up egg roll is the one uh, which which we uh, grew up okay then the other um, thing brand is tangra i mean you know there was tangra when we were growing up it's a tangra is like a you know mawali like a <laughs> but but there was not tangra tangra was where the tanneries were there okay so so the chinese restaurants were largely in the area between uh, you know um uh, benting street and and chatni chowk where the newspaper offices are right up to park street so the so the videshi para you know where the british were earlier so that's where the chinese restaurants were when i was in college then there was some talk of a place called tangra where some people have opened restaurants and all that but we would really go to um, um elgin road for the momos which is tibetans at this thing so um, i went to tangra after i moved out to bombay and it was you know pretty salty stuff then i went again to the college friend where i started writing and and it was hideous stuff and 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 the thing is that by now tangra has become a place where you go there for cheap alcohol and imagine the food which you which comes with cheap alcohol so i mean that is uh, you know but, but it's become like salty. you know what so tangra become alcohol this, yeah and and oil and and tangra has become this big okay, so i'll tell you something i'll intervene here my dad was a shippy and one mm. of the ports that they regularly went to was calcutta mm. so diamond harbor was the port and yeah. would be there he spoke of diamond harbor for 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 like days and days okay so they take a tuk tuk or whatever and come down to eat in uh, calcutta mm. so if you wanted to take the girls out or meet the ladies you went down park street and you went to the yes. blue box and you know yeah this is like a sky room if you were really loaded Yeah. and mukambo but if you wanted to eat good chinese food you went to tangra now i'm talking about the late 50s and the 60s mm. okay? so at that time tangra was good chinese food mm. and my father talked about this place called lily's kitchen mm. which was the go to place in those days it was basically a large tannery warehouse building which had been converted into a restaurant so it had you know space on top and wide open and mm-hmm. lots of tables and stuff like that and i don't even know if there was ever a lily but it was <laughs> lily's kitchen and uh, many many years later when i got married and i went to uh, uh, calcutta i asked my in-laws riya's uh, cousins about tangra and they said uh, would you like to go so i said yeah and they, they made an entire plan and an excursion and i was like where is this tangra that you got all like get all geared up to go and then they talked about how they hadn't been in many years and whatever yes, whatever yes. and this is in the late 90s okay mm-hmm. and uh, we went to lilies kitchen i had a nice meal i won't deny that but i'd been spoiled by bombay chinese by then 
you know, Nanking, Hong Kong. All See, of because, those, uh, because those places were run by people who are first or second generation immigrants, the Bombay places. While the Calcutta Chinese were like four generations down. So it's as Iranian as Parsi food is Iranian, you know. Uh, I remember Purna telling me about the most famous uh, uh, Chinese chili sauces. <laughs> From Pao Chung and all that. Yeah, yeah. and you know, Pao Chung etc. used to be available in Bombay also. Huh. And Bombay Chinese restaurants used them. So that was the link. Yeah. And I remember laughing my guts out when I found out that Pao Chung's secret ingredient to thicken his sauce was mashed potatoes. <laughs> so it's a, you know, you can't, you can't escape potatoes and, and starch. And so then I wanted to t- tell you about this other street food uh, sort of thing in, in um, Calcutta and where there, uh, there's a bit of similarity with, uh, you know, Parsi and Irani cafe fair. Which is again, uh, you know, and, th- and that really came out in the paras from the um, from the cabin restaurants. So all these para roll shops would also have chops. So they would have, and and now we are not talking of cuts of meat when we are talking of chops and cutlets. So chops for these croquets, you know, there would be mutton, uh, chicken, and then uh, vegetable. Fish, vegetable fish. would be beetroot and potato and and fish. fish. Yes, and and so so the chops are round and uh, what you would call patties and cutlets were flat. You know, so so and and then there was a patties also, which was like a, a maida envelope with uh, you know uh, some sort of dust inside, and which was the chicken patty. So you're crunching into it, and many layers of uh, you know pillow pastry sort of uh, stuff. So sometimes I would save money, like you would save money, and and for the chop. And then when I was in college, we'd put the vegetable chop in the uh, you know things like that. And then later, when I came to Bombay and I, you know, uh, buy the Parsi and Kainas would get stuff from Belkhaus, Ghee Depot and all that. Then I saw you, like your uh, patties and, and cutlets, uh, but, but they're different. Like, you know, it's it's the, the, the lacy batter, it's softer, more potato. But um, what is the common link in this? Is it, is it so British the, or is it Portuguese? Because I had croquets in Spain. And, so and they're supposed to be more definitely more British than Portuguese. Because in in, in England, it's not there's not that much of a croquet so, culture like it is in Spain and uh, see, Portugal. Uh, these are adaptations in uh, in India, mm. and uh, you know we adapted to doing what with what we had and mm. eating things. Mm. So covering things in potatoes and then deep frying them was mm. a very very well known thing even in British kitchens. So a lot of this the British don't make any longer. Mm, mm, and mm. for example, the word cutlet in Britain means a lamb chop. Yeah, and 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 the chop over here is the, you know minced up meat or fish or chicken or whatever with other things bound. And chop to Parsis and Punjabis means a mutton chop, the cut. Yeah, but for us it's the uh, the croquet or a... so we call it chop actually, not chop. Huh. So it's the mutton chop, and even that is cooked in a spicy garam masala gravy, allowed mm. to cool and then wrapped up with potatoes, mm. you know, egg and. Uh, breadcrumb dipped and then deep fried mm. and you keep the, the 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 rib intact so you can pick it up from the rib and eat it mm-hmm. it's convenience food in some ways yeah so so okay. you're saying it's a bit of an adaptation of so it's a bit of an adaptation see there are cutlets as they're called all over persia also mm. and they're very similar to the cutlet that we eat the parsis eat so i actually wondered originally there but then i was told that nay even the persian cutlet is something that has come over time and evolved even in these regions, so probably connections with Europe and things like that, you know. And, and yet the formats are different because if you see the uh, the Parsi one is either made at home, uh, no, the, the cutlet as well as the kebab 
is either made at home or served in weddings or in cafes, which are distinct. But the Calcutta chops and cutlets were largely in the street. So, you know, they, they were made at four o'clock in the evening. See, and that's the other thing about rolls. In Calcutta, it's a snack. It's not a lunch or dinner. So anyway, the cutlets or chops and all that would be yeah, you can't fried. get a roll in Calcutta in the morning. No, or, or, at, no, or at night. Now you can. But, no, yeah, uh, but, yeah, but yeah. But it is something yeah, it, in the evening. It's evening yeah. food. Then uh, chops and all that, you can also get in the sweet shops a bit. What I'm saying is fried at one batch, say four in the evening or something, and till stock lasts at eight or nine. And, and it has some element of non-veg and in the Calcutta humidity, no uh, fridge and whatever, it's just kept on the road. So a lot of deep frying needs to kill all the, you know, germs inside. Yeah, again, right? again, that tells you about the, the recent nature of these events. Because mm. oil was horribly expensive till mm. about as recently as 100 years ago. Okay. And, you know, most people farmed their own oil seed. Mm. Uh, you weren't growing oil seed for large-scale consumption. Mm. So deep frying was something that was, uh, you know, was brought in during the colonial era in a big way. Till then, only rich people could afford deep fried. Uh, deep and now the rich people have air fried. So now the rich people have air fried. And, and that's a Chinese uh, <laughs> invention, not the air fryer, by the way. Never mind that. So deep frying was something that was reserved for very special occasions. You didn't just deep fry, hmm. you know, and uh, that is one of the natures of the vada pav, the samosa, the bhajia. I mean, yeah, I forgot yeah. the roadside bhajia walas of Bombay. So the fact that you were eating these deep fried delicacies. So the aloo chop in Calcutta, similar to the bhajia hmm. and the payaji. You know, it's, the it's all deep fried. Was, yeah. The fun thing was that by deep frying it hot on the spot, number one, it was hot. So hmm. it felt nice to eat something warm. Number yeah. two... Uh, you know, there was a little bit of leeway in the parents' eyes that because it was fried fresh, fresh yeah. on the stove. So don't buy the cold ones. Huh? You never mm. know what flies have sit on them and things yes, like that. Yes. And what dust from the road has fallen. But you buy the deep fried hot yeah. ones and they come out fresh. It's also funny. I mean, maybe that makes sense because if you see um, England is a cold country and, 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 and uh, you know, they like sandwiches, which is like, uh, you know, room temperature or cold. While India, being a hot country, we like things which are hot, you know, like garam. Not, yeah, not, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny, isn't it? And, and I must tell you about, uh, you know, movie theaters. So, you know, you were talking about the uh, Mumbai movie theater things. So Calcutta had two sorts of movie theater uh, thing. And again, the para and downtown difference. So the para movie theaters, where there would be the... Hindi films and, and there would be one theater which would do Bengali in the 80s or 90s. Like the thing rest would be like Mithun, Amitabh, Govinda, and whatnot. So what would happen is that, you know, when interval would happen, then this thing and 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 it opens out and 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 then you go down and, and there is one snack counter which is inside the theater which is selling chips and cashews. Cashews were like very, very expensive and very small and popcorn. And then they open the door with the gate and you stay down uh, this thing. And there's a place where you wait outside the theater where the black marketers would sell tickets and all that. So over there, there would be these guys who'd set up roll shops, shops, uh, you know, patties oh. and all that. And they would try, just, you know, they would start trying it like, you know, five minutes before the thing. Oh, so they had an guy tell Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And, and then, so it was almost like a canteen which was attached to it. And then just, uh, and then they would disappear. So if you would come in the evening past the theater, you would not get it only at that time. And and then you show your ticket and go you know, in. Uh, Kalyan, there were guys like this in Bombay. Huh. But with the first terrorist attacks in Bombay, huh. okay, yeah. every single theater was told that yeah. there would be no going out 
चलो बिकॉज Somebody or the other was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were full jostle. No yeah, social distancing. No. And uh, I still remember when I went to Gujarat, yeah. and I was blown away. This was in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. People were smoking in the theater. Yeah, even in Calcutta. So no, in Bombay you did not smoke in the. No, theater. in Calcutta you smoke in the no, theater. No, 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 no. no. In Calcutta, a big board and there were big news. <laughs> no, 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 no. In Calcutta, Bombay they, something department. They they do the smoke in the theater. Ajay, so then, then there was this other theater culture in uh, Calcutta movie theater, which was just three, four English theaters and you know Newmarket, so Globe, Tiger, Jamuna, New Empire, and and stuff, and and they had bars inside, right? So, so yeah, yeah. So so they had bars inside, and and with khana and everything like beer, this that and whatever. So so you could go before the movie and have your this thing tipple and then go in or or in between. and uh, and i guess it's taking in from the old european culture where you know inside uh, you know theaters where plays happen there's like you know food and uh, this thing so calcutta would have the bars i don't know if they're still there but but uh, you know uh, you you would sort of uh, uh, you know if you're going in a group of friends or even if you're going uh, on a date you'd sort of uh, knock down a couple of things and then go in and then it didn't really matter what movie was <laughs> showing no really so. i've never seen that in mumbai uh, and damn i've never been to a theater in calcutta which did this if i'd known there were theaters like this no so so see Glo- globe is shut down jomuna has become a movie theater um chaplin uh, i think they reopened i don't know if it's still there uh, new empire is still there so i don't know if they have their bar still but they have barista and uh, dominos and what not uh, inside uh then who else metro so um, yeah but 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 that was the thing something all uh, the all the large cities had theaters with similar names names like regal 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 delhi metro, yeah. victory mm. yeah liberty liberty, liberty. Mm. and very often they were owned by the same people so kurush now i was thinking that uh, you know um uh, when you see a lot of food writing nowadays unfortunately or fortunately the focus seems to be a lot on um the history and origin and all of that and very less of the sort of thing which you're doing now which is real life personal uh, experiences and then there are a lot of debates about uh, when did this come and did uh, you know mumtaz mahal make the uh, you know moghlai paratha or or was it wajid ali shah uh, who made it and all that sort of thing, stuff but i'm saying what, what i find very interesting is that you know there were so many people who came to india and left the portuguese the the dutch the the british i mean before that uh, there were the turks and the mongols or some of them sort of stayed back and yeah, you know there's a saying in hindi that angles chale gaye magar isko chhod ke gaye but uh, if, if if sort of extend that i mean angles chhod gaye chale gaye but uh, you know mutton chop ko de gaye fish chop ko de gaye cutlet ko de gaye it's it's what uh, about the fish fry We yeah. haven't spoken about that amazing act of slicing fish so thin that uh-huh. it's almost not there. 
in fact that is where uh, you know i i uh, that's uh, what my rant today is going to be i have a big problem with home chefs doing bengali food uh, street food especially and and i have a big big problem and it in fact started with this place called uh, in in calcutta um forgetting the place where we go nowadays to eat a uh, bailum you know it's a shop which uh, also has a canteen and i had the mutton shop and i said what nonsense is this and then the home chefs do it and all that and i'll tell you what the big problem is the home chefs are are completely ruining the name of calcutta street food because when they make mutton chop when they make fish chop when they have chicken chop i mean it's it's outrageous but they actually put mutton in it they put they put chicken in it they fish put fish in it this is this is this is this is just not done because if you've grown up in calcutta you know that the fish chop is is uh, just potato the prawn chop will have potato and one tiny uh, shrimp in it uh, the the patties which i was talking of so if you would have the chicken patties, patties it would yeah. be like you know layers and layers of maida this thing and when it crunch to it there would be a brown colored powder you know and and uh, center yes yes so fish chop would be expensive because you would still see a few white strands of fish Okay. but but uh, chicken would chop a cutlet mutton cutlet it would be all be like you know a, a mash thing inside and the fact is that um, you know the 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 fish or the mutton or this thing was like uh, you know more modern molecular gastronomy it was the essence of mutton it was the essence of fish you know and and, and it was the sweat on the sweat of the brow of the of the roll shop guy making it and and these people are completely throwing out tradition by by food putting food stuff in it putting actual fish actual chicken i mean i mean there's certain things which you can't fool around with guys oh, yeah, i yeah. mean street food is sacred and and street food so, has to be fried in oil which has been used again and again of course you you can't i mean uh, you know do uh, air fried so, sauces have, i mean what are they called uh, what happens to oil when you use it again and again uh, rancid no no not rancid that whole thing that they now health conscious <laughs> about Uh, whatever uh, for fatty or trans fat trans fat trans fat trans but, but fat over taste but listen isn't trans good i mean that's what all the young people say like then trans music and all that or i don't know if trans is also old fashioned now Let but guys there used uh, to be a theater in bombay called novelty i know that was a novelty. very very popular theater in bangalore yeah. uh, and it was a very good theater huh uh, ac and fancy and all that of course uh, around the corner from it was minerva which was known as the pride of maharashtra Which uh, was the first Hindi film theater with seventy mm, and uh, stereophonic Dolby surround sound. Yes. Okay. So seventy uh, mm was a big thing in my days. I mean, I uh, miss those screens. Huh? Yeah. Multiplex screens are like. Uh, I know. I know. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't you can't imagine like Amitabh Bachchan coming down. You know, after uh, you know interval and like. And you okay, would be in the front row. They actually watching the movie like this. No, like this. Yeah, or like and like this, up and down. But that aside, uh, outside novelty cinema was a very very famous kebab wala. Now these uh, are Parsi kebab. Ah, uh, these are Indian kebabs. On the so not kebab, not, not kebab. No, but they're not kebabs as in the Sikh kebabs. They're uh, little fried kebabs, goli yeah, kebab yeah. they were called. The, the cocktail kebabs, like they call uh, now. And they were sold by the kilo. Uh, So he had a weighing pan and he had a large tub next to him and a scoop, and he'd mm. scoop them out and you'd tell him you wanted hundred grams, fifty grams, two hundred grams, half a kilo, and he'd scoop them out and they were continuously being fried fresh in the back, and they were the bomb. Okay, yeah. they were bay. Yeah. They were these little crunchy balls of meaty, flavorful, spicy mm. onion, green chili burst. 
and all of that. And you got them in a cone. He put them in a paper cone, and he'd give them to you. So they were, I mean, they were the ultimate street food, and he was the only guy who did it. And then I had eaten this when I was growing up. Sneak to eat this because this is. Are Goranugos? So this was horse meat. <laughs> Why there would be a horse meat? I don't know. My grandfather firmly believed. Cat horse. Horses who lost at the races on Sunday hmm. turned into Kima Pao in Irani restaurants. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the, the hmm. Calcutta had the cat dog craze. So Bombay had the horse meat craze. So it was definitely beef. There was no two ways hmm. about it. That price he couldn't afford to give us mutton. But it's like the tikka rolls outside Jamuna and Calcutta. Uh, we yeah. delicious and we knew yeah. we were eating beef and we were yeah. cool with it. Yeah. Then when I was about 17 and I was doing all the shopping for my mother, we had a kima machine that died at home. Uh. Okay, and we were doing you know, 20-25 kilos of kima. It's uh. mutton mince for you guys. Uh. So I told my mutton wala that I needed to get kima made. And he said, sir, we'll have to go quickly because the kima machine is in the beef market and it's only till 8 o'clock in the morning that he does mutton kima after which he does beef kima. So that there's no touch so contact. There's no touch. So the beef can mm. come in later. Mm. And the machines were genuinely very cleanly kept. Huh? Even mm. though the beef market was, uh, you had to be a very brave person to go there. <laughs> okay, it was really <laughs> badly off. So, okay, so we went there and we'd go and get Kima regularly. One day, we were a little late. <laughs> so we went racing to get Kima and he was just washing out the machine with hot water. And he <laughs> complained and bitterly and said, I will come now. And, you know, we're getting ready for uh, this thing. And... Uh, so we said, sorry, sorry. It was one rupee a kilo to get your kima <laughs> done. So I said, two rupees, yeah, but just give me yeah. that kima. Okay, as it is, he would call people in the beginning and say, look mm. at this Bawaji. He buys shoulder meat and gets kima made out of it. Not <laughs> the bits and parts. Yeah. Uh, Bawaji was very proud of that. Yeah. That we use the meaty bits to get kima. Yeah. Yeah. And the things like yeah. that. So um, standing next to me was a guy with a very, very large bucket yeah. of something white. And slimy and slippery looking. Yeah. So, uh, after he got a kima, I asked my guy who was with me, I said, Salim. So, Salim said, wait, wait, come here, Baba, watch this. So, this guy took out basically tripe, beautifully yeah. clean, washed yeah. tripe, yeah. and put it in the kima machine. Yeah. So, the tripe went, so there, there'd be a big hole wala kima machine and a small hole. So, it's yeah. called bada yeah. and barik. Okay. So, you put it through this first, and then you put it through that to get fine kima. So he put it through the first, and there was this whitish, grayish looking mass coming out. And I was like, okay, this is like really <laughs> weird. And uh, then from the bottom of the bucket, after he'd gone through all of it through the bada machine, he took out a large piece of something that looked dark maroon colored. And my man, of course, whispered into my ear that this was a spleen. Uh, it was a cow spleen. Okay. Uh, I've seen goat spleen. Yeah. 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 So very bloody big slab, <laughs> quickly cut into four or five strips. And when the kima was put into the small machine to get it minced finely, as the kima went in, bits of this were thrown in with it. What came out of the other end of the kima machine was a beautiful pink, luscious beef mince. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And it looked like a beautiful beef mince. I was like, wow. I'm never going to buy beef mince in my life again. You know, I was joking, you know, going out and he said, Papa, you haven't eaten I was like, over my dead body, I eat mince that's made like this. You know, like I wouldn't know it. He said, you haven't eaten novelty kebab? Novelty kebab? This is for him. 
<laughs> so he'd buy 40 kilos of this keema every day, it seems. But I listen, now, now, now tripe and all is like, uh, I remember Pratik Sadhu, uh, when he was creating something for Krug, and we went to Jaipur together, uh, we reached out to you because one of his recipes needed uh, tripe. So, okay, I'm going to wrap this up now in, in three minutes because otherwise, uh, you know, I won't be able to it's figure that out. See, I'm the producer, editor, everything. So, uh, you know, and I'm also a, a bit hungry. So I've, I've lost track of what we're talking about. So I'm not sure if I can sum up and say, what did we learn today? I think one thing which uh, you, you definitely learned is that uh, don't expect a structured flow in a conversation. <laughs> Two is that, uh, I mean, uh, you know, all this Atman Nirbhar and insularism and all of that, uh, and eat local and all this is fine. But but please remember that when you are tom-toming a lot of local food, there are, uh, you know, there are stories of travel, history, nomads, war and conquests uh, in that. Yeah. But what I would say is that um, don't get too lost in that. You know, you know, when we were growing up, there was uh, no internet. I know it's hard to believe. There were no blogs. There were only one or two newspaper columns and they would normally, uh, you know, write about champagnes and truffles and all of that on, on food. So we, we, you know, when, when I was growing up, then the biryani was only in Calcutta was about sustenance is something which as college goers were the first time we could go to a restaurant with your own money to a sit down restaurant and eat. And, and that alu would make sure that uh, it was money's worth because the meat would be pretty inedible. We hadn't even heard of Nawad Wajid Agesha. I'm sure he's a lovely person. But but don't get too lost in the past. And yeah. I know I've got an archaeologist with me. Enjoy the moment. And, 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 and if you order Calcutta street food from a home chef and, and they, you know, put mutton in mutton, chicken in chicken, fish in fish, please send it back and say it's not authentic. Like uh, we did with the mustard restaurant where, which made mutton rolls. And uh, that was a practical thing of this thing because they had overstuffed it with mutton to justify a price. So where Kanas, who's an outsider but loves rolls, and I, we had the same comment and we gave that feedback and they worked on it, is that there's a balance. I mean, there's a reason why they would put one seek of mutton, mutton, mutton into a paratha and, 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 and not too much. You, you can't stuff, uh, you, you can't uh, stuff uh, things. Yes, yes. You yes. know, uh, I remember uh, busy. Okay, Kurush, whatever you remember, you have to say in half, uh, 30 seconds. I, okay, so I remember busy this. used to write about food every now and then. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, Shnoma Day would write a good column on food. So really? I'm going to end with her, yeah, very good column on food. I'm uh, going to end with one of her famous lines in that column, uh, which uh, was food is food, wine is wine, but Dhokla is Dhokla. <laughs> Dhokla is Dhokla and Dhopir Chop is Dhopir Chop. And that's uh, Kalyan Karmakar and, and Kurush Dalal, in case you don't know us, Kalyan's in red. And uh, this is the t-shirt my wife has uh, bought me, current mood, uh, you know, lying on the tummy. And that's how I'll edit it. Kurush is in purple. And uh, I think we will be back with another episode. Yes, and, I think uh, we're having too much fun. Yes, yes. So, so, so listen, do the stuff, you know, share it, like it, subscribe it. Yes, tell please your subscribe, moms and, please like, yeah, love, and, share. And uh, tell your moms about it. Because complain, complain audience, about it. Say 20 because, things, make comments. Tell us yeah, we are because, wrong. The, because the main audience seems to be moms, like my mom-in-law, uh, my mom and stuff. So so that's our target uh, you know, demographic. And with that, bye-bye, Kurush. Bye, 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 guys. guys again next week. Bye, guys. Stay stuff. And, and if you have a chop or cutlet in Calcutta, or the patties, remember me. Bye.